Thanks for listening to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. What's up, folks? CB here, another Angler's Channel Insider Podcast headed your way. Great show for you guys tonight. Our buddy Drew Cook coming in the show, talking about his wire-to-wire win on Santee Cooper. And as the title says, talk a little bit more about meat and taters fishing. That's what he does. This episode brought to you by our friends at Fully Loaded Tobacco-Free Chew, made from 100% clean and pure nicotine. Full of allows you to sacrifice nothing available in long cut and pouches in nine flavors, including the new cinnamon. Fully loaded provides the full flavor and full texture you'd expect, but allowing you to drop the tobacco and keep the nicotine. Check out fullyloadedchew.com. Use code ANGLERS25 for 25% off your first order. Fully loaded. It'll be your best catch yet. Find out more right here on the Anglers Channel Insider. It starts right now. Welcome to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, presented by Sportsman's Warehouse, your fishing and outdoor store. This week's show is brought to you by Ranger Boats, still building legends one at a time. Now, here is your host, Chris Brown. Welcome in, folks. This week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. I'm Chris Brown, along with social media ninja, Mr. David Jong. AC Insider Kenneth Grover is out fishing, trying to win a little derby on Dale Hollow this week. Got the Toyota Series going on on Dale Hollow. And um, he always says, send him the link. He'll chime in if he can. I'm not going to mess with him. I don't want to hear about it. I'm going to let him be. I'm going to let him keep practicing, doing his thing, and uh, try to stay out of his way. So... Brother David, how are you? How are things? First of all, thank you for all your help last week and weekend while I was gone. Um, I appreciate it. How you been, bud? Pretty good. Well, your break was well-deserved. I, I know that you are definitely, I'm, I'm not in anywhere close to how you operate. You you run on fumes and I think you go beyond fumes and you're still ticking. So uh, your break was well-deserved, but I tried my best not to burn down the uh, burn down the ship or if not, you know, not, not have the fires be too big while you were gone. No, everything I saw, I was I was online and um, and stayed pretty well in touch up until about uh, about five thirty on Thursday, and um, when uh, when the big boat pushed away from Mobile, I said, you know what, screw it, I turned everything off, let it be, and um, my wife did get the Wi-Fi package just so she could check in on a few things, you know, family and and, okay. and things that were going on folks that weren't feeling well but uh so i was able to at least check on red crest from time to time from her phone but uh i'm gonna i want to you know i've been spoiled by this cruise thing in october doing a seven day <laughs> trip <clears throat> that's a lot of fun i like the seven days right you leave on a saturday uh-huh. you come back on a saturday or a sunday it's nice uh four days is just enough to piss you off is really what it is and so um <laughs> By the time you get good and comfy, it's time to turn to come back home and then get off the boat and then drive home. So it was fun. We, we took some friends with us, um, one who had never been on a cruise before, so he was a little bit giddy. And the other one, um, <laughs> his wife, she had been on one like 19 years ago. So that was a lot of fun. We went down to Cozumel for a day and uh, went to a little beach resort, hung out, ate some good food, drank some good margaritas. Yes, I had a margarita or six, David. Um, and no salt though, no salt, but, uh, had a, you know, had a few adult beverages, still no soft drinks 
And I, I'm okay. not going to say I did or did not eat the the, the uh, chocolate melted cake because I, I did a lot, a lot of that. So I did. And um, my, my wife got tickled because we walk on the boat, and the first thing I do is stop at the bar and get a drink, right? And it's like 11 o'clock on Thursday. And we get our stuff in our room, and the next thing I do is I go straight to the back of the boat where the pizza place is, and they give me a pizza because it's what you do on a cruise. You get a pizza and a drink, and you're good to go. So – that's what I did. Had a good time. It was a nice little break. But we are back to reality now. And um, blowing and going as always. It is Wednesday, March the 30th. And just like that, David, March mm-hmm. is gone. It's, yep. it's bypassed us. It has gone away. And um, gosh, it just, it's going by fast. Q1 is under, uh, is under wraps and, and is over. And so, just uh, been a, been a crazy deal. But uh, congratulations, I guess, are in order to uh, Bobby Lane, your Red Crest champion. And um, I don't know what did I didn't hear a lot come out of Red Crest. What you you were more in tune with it than I was. But what did you see, hear, feel? What were your thoughts on everything? People want to know why we weren't there. I was invited. We were invited as a group. Angus Channel was to go. I had plans to go. I had made my reservations. Joe Opager had had me set up, and then my wife surprised me with a little getaway cruise for our, for my birthday. I'm sorry. I love fishing. I love you know Joe Opager. I you know I like some of the guys over there, but um, it's either that go there or spend four days with my wife in a bikini. I'm going to take the bikini, and I'm going to do that route with her. <laughs> so sorry I missed it this year. But David, what did, what did you hear, feel, see come out of Redcrest uh, this year? Um, so I didn't pay as much attention on what Saturday and Sunday championship day, only because, uh, other things came up. So, uh, what is it? So I didn't, I didn't really get a chance to even pay attention to how, how it all played on until after uh, it had happened. Right. But, um, but Chris is all right, but I don't know to me, maybe cause I was expecting, it's been a while. I think I guess you can see the last big event that happened there was the 16 classic, which Edwin Evers won. Right. And I was figuring that, well, it's roughly almost the same time of year. So I thought that and I couldn't remember if the, if, the, if the fish action was as good, but I figured it would be all right. But I felt that the action kind of died off. And I'm, I'm not sure if, with, if the weather played a big part of it. So like when I had it on during uh, my day job stuff, it was like, like, I guess it wasn't, as exciting as it, as I thought it would be to like pull me away from like what I'm doing from work. Cause you know, not that it wasn't exciting at all, but I thought I was, I, I guess I was having a lot more higher hopes for it. Sure. So, sure. cause this yeah. started, it started what on Wednesday? I believe so. Yep. Yeah, Wednesday yeah. was five days. Yeah. Yeah. It was on Wednesday. Cause I watched it. Yes, I know. I, I did. I watched <laughs> it. Um, and I guess I was intrigued by the fact that, um, Everybody fished the first two days. It was, what, 40 guys? So all 40 yeah. fished the first two days. And then top, what, top 20? Top 20, and they split them into two groups. Split them into two groups, so 10 to 10 and 10. That's right. Split them into two groups, 10 to 10. And then, um, so one group fished, one group had a day off, and vice versa. And then, um, so the final, what, 10, five from each group? Is that right? Yep. So the final 10 went out and fished on Sunday, 
with Bobby Lane being your champ. So I'm going to run through some results real quick um, as we're waiting. We do have a fun show for you guys tonight. Our buddy Drew Cook is going to join the show. Uh, going to talk to us about his Santee Cooper win and uh, kind of go from there. So uh, let's see. Qualifying day one and day two, we know Neil edwards Birds, Jordan Lee, Ashley Thrift, Tock, Bobby Lane in eighth. Coulter, Luke Lawson, Shryock, Fletcher, that is, not Hunter. Dustin Cannell, Jacob Wheeler, Wesley Strader, Bradley Roy, Greg Vincent, Mark Davis, Andy Montgomery, James Elam, Scott Suggs all made the top 20. So they made the cut um, moving forward, which some surprising surprising ones here was Lucas, Jones Jr., KVD, um, Jeff Sprague, and then, you know, probably Cox were the two that surprised me the most, or the ones that surprised me the most that did not do any better than what they did in the first two days of qualifying. So, Well, Cox, you got to give him a pass, right? Because he, he made day four on Santee. And I think so, yeah, no practice. If not, yeah, it went straight from one event to halfway, I guess halfway across the country to fish the Red Crest. So, sure. sure. You know, yeah. Well, I give him a pass. I, I I will give him a pass on that. That's that's for sure. I'm not. Trust me. I'm I, I'm in Cox's corner <laughs> there. I'm I'm not. You know, I'm not going anywhere. So then we go knockout round, where Clawson, Montgomery, Edwin, Thrift, and Zach Bird squeak in in the top five. We lose Bradley Roy, Takahiro, Shryock, Strader, and James Elam. They get bumped out. That was Group One, right? So then Group Two: Jordan Lee, Michael Neal, Cannell, Bobby Lane, and Wheeler. All qualified, knocking out Mark Davis, Casey Ashley, Greg Benson, Scott Suggs, and Brandon Coulter. So when I see Jordan Lee with 3302, I thought, oh, Joe Lee's done found something, right? <laughs> and so I, I I get up the next day on Sunday and I'm like, okay, this is gonna be this is gonna be good. And then I'm watching, I kind of tune, I didn't I don't I don't watch it, right? I don't watch it. Um, I'm watching, I'm people watching on the boat because it's damn good people watching on that boat. I'm going to tell you. So I'm people watching the boat and Luke Kloss is leading this thing. I thought, wow, Kloss is going to be, you know, one of the only guys to win a classic, win a red crest. Then he, and he went FLW cup, right? Yeah. He won a cup as well. So he can win all three. This could be kind of cool. Um, and then, you know, and I know Thrifty's down there at Michael Neal. I was expecting more for Michael Neal and Jolie at this point. Uh, to do this, and then Dustin Cannell, not too far back. But I guess what Bobby catches one that goes right at two pounds, right at the end, and and yes. he, and he jumps Luke by basically what a pound and um, a pound three ounces is what he jumps Luke by. Yeah, I think so. What I think was like fifteen minutes or so left in on that championship day, Wheeler. Because I know Sunday I didn't I didn't pay attention besides just kind of uh, tuning in uh, to score tracker because my wife just got back home from oh, yeah. uh, Hawaii. Hawaii. So I'm like, well, I, I you know my kids were on spring break there. That was like the last day before they'd be going back to school. So I was like, you know, I won't be able to watch it. But I believe Wheeler was leading out the good majority of the second half of the day. Okay. And about 15 minutes or so left, I believe if I remember correctly, Bobby Lane catches one that puts him within like a keeper of taking over the lead, and then. Uh, Clawson catches one to overtake that. And then um, Bobby Lane, his last fish was a, uh, I guess he had a reweigh it twice because it came at 115 oh. on the scale. And on the on the third and the fight, because I guess I didn't know this. I thought you only got one reweigh, but um, you get 
two reways. And what? so, yeah. So the second time he weighed it, it came back as 115. Third time, it finally settled on two, and that's what gave him the win. Oh, my God. Are you kidding yep. me? Because it has to be a two-pound. It's two-pound minimum, right? Uh, for this event, yep. Two-pound minimum for this event. Two-pounder gives him the win. 29 pounds, 14 ounces on 10 fish for the day. Uh, barely beats Clawson and Wheeler. Wheeler was just ounces back from uh, from from Clawson there in third. So, kind of a uh, kind of a crazy run of events. I did get I did finally get through my emails and did see kind of you know I've seen some people that had that were at the at Red Crest at the uh, expo. I don't know how the crowds were. Uh, I've not heard anything from that. Uh, but it did look like they had a pretty decent showcase as far as, you know, the number of vendors that were there. Uh, I did see that, you know, everybody's got a freaking FPV drone now. Somebody's flying an FPV drone through something now. I mean, even we do it out on the Bass Trail and English Channel. But, I mean, everybody's been doing this stuff. And it's like I did get to see that little clip that um, that Joe Opager sent me to look at or send everybody to look at. So that was kind of cool. But it looked like it was a, a good time. So congratulations to Bobby Lane. We will work on getting Bobby on the show here soon to talk about his win. Um, but uh, congratulations to Bobby Lane. And congratulations to Major League Fishing. I've, I, you know, you finally got one done. It took you three years. Finally got it done. Congratulations, guys. Maybe next year I'll show up to one um, and we'll actually get to experience it. I have talked to a couple people that went. I'm curious to know if you went to the Red Crest, if you were there in the show, I'd love to know more about it. Shoot me a text, 901-493-0437. That's the X-Zone hotline brought to you by Trickstep. Please let us know. I'd love to know your thoughts on it. Were there any Elite Series guys there, right? Who all did you meet? Did you get to see some folks you didn't have? Is JT really as ugly in person as he is on camera? Um, I, I don't know. I just want to know. I, I just want to know. If you were there, I'd love to know. If you got to experience it, 901-493-0437. That's the X-Zone hotline brought to you by Trickstep. Uh, so please let us know. Uh, we'd love to. We'd, we'd love to hear more about it. Um, we're going to take a quick little break. When we come back, our buddy Drew Cook is going to join us, talk about his 105-pound weekend at Santee. We came before last. We heard about Caleb Kufal's story. And, um, boy, that was Kufal's to lose. But uh, we heard about heard Kufal's story last week. Drew Cook coming up right now on the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Hey Jason, what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out fishing? Hmm, Chris, um, let me see, probably stranded out in the middle of the lake? That's right, you know, that's everybody's biggest fear, Jason, not being able to get back to the ramp, especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments. But one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me, and that's switching to lithium batteries, and not just any lithium batteries, but rely on lithium batteries. Oh, Chris, how do you like those? Jason, they're great, let me tell you, they allow me to spend more time on the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity so I don't have any late day voltage sags. Plus they're super lightweight compared to lead acid and they're practically maintenance free. Really allows me to focus on my fishing instead of worrying about getting back to the ramp. Okay, okay. You talked me into it. Where can I get some Relyon batteries? Jason, you can visit RelyonBattery.com slash Angler's Channel and use our special promo code 
code ANGLERS CHANNEL for 10% off your purchase. Did I mention they also offer fast and free shipping? You didn't, but even better. So, hey, what are you waiting for? Get hooked on Rely on Lithium today. With so many exclusive designs and processes, no other boat is built like Ranger. It's a dramatic difference that consistently raises the bar of excellence while delivering more features, more performance, and the best value. The Ranger Fisherman Series. From bow to stern, this is results-based engineering at its best. Still building legends, one at a time. At Mercury, there are no limits to the lengths we'll go to make sure you have no limits either. Unlimited adrenaline. Unlimited fun. Unlimited weekend. Except maybe having to go home eventually. Introducing the all-new V8 Mercury Pro XS. Light, quick, efficient. Mercury, go boldly. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. We're brought to you by our friends at Pro Charging Systems. The future of marine charging is here. Find out more at dualpro.com. Excited to welcome in your Santee Cooper champ, Mr. Drew Cook. Buddy, are you still you still staring at that trophy, you know, in disbelief of this thing or what? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, but we didn't have too long of a break to – I'm actually at the uh, the Cherokee Open. Ah, okay. Uh, this week. Okay. So it's kind of short lived. <laughs> short lived. Going Still to the Open awesome. now. That's um, but that was a heck of a week for you at Santee, wasn't it? It was. It was you know one of those weeks I'll definitely never. One of those weeks that are very rare. So everything to go right like it did. Well, I was going to say it, it had to because everything we kept seeing, how was your practice? Because if you followed most of you guys on social media, practice led us everyone to believe it was not going to be the slugfest that it turned out to be. Uh, yeah, you know, the first day of, of practice, it was, I think it was 22 degrees. So, I mean, it was pretty, pretty brutal, especially for Fancy Cooper when you're, you're wanting to go bed fishing. Right. Um, but it, it warmed up, and we had the moon. So it, it the, the first day of practice, obviously, was, was pretty terrible. Um, but after after the first day, it, it steadily got warmer and warmer and warmer. And, you know, by the, by the end of the practice, um, you know, it was the water cap had come all the way up to, you know, 65 and – and they were really making that push, and that's what we what we needed. We had that moon on Friday, so it was it was just bringing them bringing them to the bank. But there wasn't it wasn't like there was a pile of them on the bed in practice, right? You know, there was. I had two females marked in practice, and and probably you know thirty or forty males, um, but. There was, you know, some females that were already up, up shallow, like waiting to, you know, go up on the bed that were, you know, just hanging out on pad points or, uh, you know, around a thick piece of grass, mat or something like that. And so I marked all them. And uh, the first day of the tournament, I caught the first two females that I started on and then 
went to a, a third female, which was one that I had just seen, you know, swimming. Mm-hmm. And she was locked on, and I actually went to every one of them that I marked in practice, and they were all locked on. And uh, so it was a, a quick, good day one. So I read your blog on Bassmaster, the story on Bassmaster that you wrote, and, and you made a comment in there about uh, you and, and your travel partner, Drew Cook, talking about water temperature. And if it was going to be above 55, you were going sight fishing. So how, I mean, you said it was 56. Was it really 56, or were you were you kind of fudging that just a little bit? I mean, really, how, what was the temp day one of practice? Day one of practice, it was 56. Really. Was it? Okay. All right. So that's so you're like that's it. I'm going sight fishing. This is what's going to be. Yeah, I was. I, mean, I was hot committed at that point in time. Uh, you know, for what I was going to do for that week. Right. And because uh, if it, it because it didn't get cold enough to like actually ruin it. You know, but it still wasn't going to be as good. But it was still going to happen. Sure. Now, had it had gotten colder than, than you know 55 degrees. It would have probably stunned the whole wave. Right. Okay. So thirty-one thirteen on day one, twenty-four twelve on day two. Um, you had an eight-plus pound lead going into day three, which got postponed. Did that postponement on day three concern you at all, or was it just, a, or were you just kind of licking your chops, thinking that's going to be a rest day for everybody, and just a chance for more fish to move up? Um, it, it wasn't, uh, not concerning because where I actually caught them, you know, in, in the tournament was, was protected from that wind. Okay. And, uh, so it got a lot of local, local pressure that day. And, uh, and you know, it was, then it was at that point in time when they, when it was canceled, it was going to be a three day event. And, uh, so I had, you know, kind of devised a plan on what I was what I was going to do with it being a three-day event and then you know it got changed back to a four-day event so it was it was kind of a uh, nerve-wracking more than it you know like I just whenever I had one thing in my head <laughs> then it was changed you know what I mean sure like yeah was, yeah and I'm sure I made it more stressful than it probably needed to be. I'm sure, but <laughs> it it all worked out. And I, I I wanted it to be a four day event. I didn't want a three day event. And I didn't want to win, and you know there there be an asterisk by it, right? And you know kind of not get the, the full credit for it. You know what I mean? Sure. Oh, it's just a three day tournament. You know, he didn't catch them four days in a row, so it doesn't really count. You know, just that type of stuff. Sure. But uh, it all worked out. Well, and I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask you anyway. What was, after after three days, because she had, you know, days we postponed to day four, I guess, so to speak, 24-3. So, I mean, you were, you know, right about 20 pounds out of a century belt, Mark. I mean, what, obviously, I, I believe the answer would be you're more concerned about the blue trophy than you are a century belt, but... Both of those going hand in hand wouldn't suck either, would it? Yeah, I, but I knew I needed a century belt to win, and I knew if I won, I, you know, just to put our head down and finish it, and and we'll 
let the cards fall where they may and collect everything at the end. So let's talk about day four real quick because day four didn't happen really quick for you, did it? No, uh, and day three, day three and two, two, three and four were, were all slow. Okay. Um, and I'm thankful that, that two and three were, were slow like, like that because I was able to keep the wheels on, you know, on day four because, I mean, the past few days I hadn't really caught anything before 10 o'clock. Gotcha. You know, really hadn't had my bag until, you know, the last hour. Right. So that doing that the past two days and it working out, you know, on day four, whenever it was as tough as it was, it, uh, I really wasn't that, that concerned until about one thirty. <laughs> then I was a little concerned. <laughs> what did you have at one thirty? At one thirty, I had, I don't even remember. I had like 18, well, at one thirty, I caught my I caught my fifth finish, and and I had two ounces more than I needed for a century belt. Okay, all right. So you knew you had it, but did you ever think that? I mean, at what point during the day on on the on that Monday? At what point did you think, okay, I've I've got enough to win this thing? Um, after I caught. That, that I knew I had a really, really, really good shot. Okay. But you know they were they were coming. Polinick and uh, and Palmer were right behind me, or you know they were the closest ones to me, and they both caught good bags the day before, and Palmer caught a mega bag. Yeah. And I had seen earlier, and uh, he had like. 20 boats following him, so I was like, oh, God, that's good. <laughs> a little concerning, but the way that the way that, that 712 went down, like just everything about it, I, I, mean, I knew I had won at that point. Okay. Just because of how it happened. Um, you know, it was like, it was just meant to be almost. Sure. You know, like, there was no way that it was going to happen like that, and then I lose. Okay. Tell us tell us how that went down. Well, at, at say one o'clock or whatever, I, I finally bailed on my, my main area and uh I left and ran to another place and started trolling down the bank, caught my fist one and then I, I rolled up on a stump and uh the stump had a five pound male and four females the smallest being seven pounds and the biggest one being nine Holy but God. they weren't they weren't on bed yet they they were just around it and i i messed with them for probably 20 minutes and i and i actually got the one nine pounder to, to roll on the bait twice but she wasn't gonna eat it and like it, and it was harder the second time and it was going to be even harder the third time. And I left that stump and started trolling down the bank. And I told my camera guy, wait, I got about 50 yards down the bank. I told my camera guy, that's not the stupidest thing I've ever done. <laughs> I was looking at the fish 
to blow this thing out of the water. And if I've probably spent, you know, my last two hours, three hours, I could probably get one of them to buy it. And I was fixing to turn around, and uh, I looked up, and I, I saw the, the 712. So I, you know, made a loop, pulled around, and, and set up on it. And then, you know, I mean, it took a little bit, maybe 20 minutes, and I, and I caught her. And it was just like, you know, that was meant to be, really. Wow. From, from leaving that stump and, and then finding that, that great big one. I, I, I just want to know what a stump looks like with a five-pound male and four others between seven and nine pounds sitting on it. That's what I want to know. That's like, dude, that's – and how do you leave that? That's, I mean, what tells you, okay, they're not going to bite. Let's move on. And I guess that's like, yeah. dude, that's, that, that's a day right there. Oh, yeah, 100%. And they weren't all sitting on stuff. You know, that was, they were making really big, uh, you know, figure eights, and they just kept coming by that stump. So, like, right. I'd have to just sit my bait next to the stump, and, you know, it might be two or three minutes. And then whenever one of them would come by, I would, you know, try to get them to bite. Uh, at first, I thought it was a gift from God. Honestly, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, thank you, Lord! You know, let me catch two of these things, and we'll Cadillac all the way to way in." Right. But after you know, I mean, and I really knew within two or three minutes that it wasn't going to be that wasn't going to work out. But you know, I had to give it a little bit of due diligence just because what if. Sometimes, you know, you can surprise one and get it to bite it. Sure. But that wasn't the case. And um, so I had to leave. I do still think right now, if I'd have sat there from the time I, I, I saw them to the time I had to leave to go in, I wouldn't have caught one. Wow. It would have it would have been one of those things where I was pulling up the trolling motor to leave being like, ah, I wish I had five more minutes. Right. And if you had five more minutes, it'd be, man, I need five more minutes. Sure. And then we we lose. And it lose by a very thin margin at that. So, um, wow, that's incredible. David? So, uh, you must forgive me if <clears throat> if my question is elementary because I'm from Wisconsin, so our spawning window is very short at times. But you were dialed in using uh, that Big Bite Fighting Frog um, for the most part. That was like pretty much your go-to bait the whole entire time. What is it about that um, – was it just that you were dialed in, or was it about that particular lure that you just stuck it out pretty much using that lure the whole entire time? That, you know, before I was ever fishing the Opens or, or fishing, you know, the Elite Series, uh, I started using that bait for bed fishing. And, you know, it made me a bunch of money around the house before I ever made the Elite. The way that bait's designed... And the way that the the appendages connect to the bait, and it, it necks down and makes them really small, you can you can move that bait a lot by doing a little, and and that's you know key. Whenever you're bed fishing, you want to move it as much as you can without moving the bait. And people look at me all sideways whenever I say that. You want the bait to stay in the same spot in the bed. You know, the same spot and size of a uh, half dollar, but you want to move the bait. And so with that thing, the way the appendages are, I'm able to 
you know, put it where it needs to be and then put slack in my line and beat the, beat the bottom of my rod butt. And, uh, it just shakes the slack. Just quivering. Right. And, and not, not actually moving through the bed, you know, staying in the same place in the bed, but moving. And that's, that, that's what 100% the key to the way that I, that I bet this. And whenever you get them to react when you're doing that and you get them to bite, they eat it off the bottom. So they actually suck it in and you, you know, your hookup to land ratio is way better than if, you know, you're shock biting them, you know, hopping it in front of their face. Cause a lot of times when you do that, you'll, you'll just hair lip them and, uh, Whenever you pull them to the surface, they'll come off and, you know, or, or halfway through the boat. I'm not saying, I mean, sometimes they eat it and it's all good, but right. a lot of the times that is the case with that. And the, the fighting frog, especially with the, the whole, the whole setup been so fine tuned, um, over the years from the, the four hawk Gamagatsu G finesse hook, uh, the way that the, the bait was designed, it was, it was designed for an EWG hook, um, and I used to use an EWG hook with it. But whenever you started throwing the bait, or you know, being further away from the bait, uh, and you set the hook, you wouldn't get as good of a hook set with the EWG. Um, so that's whenever I, I started really playing around with hooks, and and that that GPS. And the cover worm book was, was perfect because the bait was designed for an EWG. It's got a hook slot in the middle of it, and your hook, whenever you set the hook, it's only going through about uh, a sixteenth of an inch of plastic. Gotcha. So there's not much there, so that just increases your odds of you know hooking them right in the top of the mouth even more, and it don't matter what it is. If you can get them to bite it and can't hook them, you know, obviously it doesn't work. So, but I mean, even more than, than the bait, the color is, is probably just as important as the bait, in my opinion. Okay. The, the tilapia magic, it, the, the silver fleck in there, especially when the sun shines, it, it, it makes all the difference. Because when you're you got that bait in there and you're shaking it, and the sun hits it, and you'll just see a ray of light, like shoot off of the bait. And when that happens, and the bass see it, it's just like one of those, like just triggering mechanism. You know, I mean, bass they're they're just bass. Sure. So when something like that happens, it's like oh, eat it. Yeah. And they eat it. <laughs> That's what you want. <laughs> what now? Give me the whole setup, rod, reel, line, weight. Give me, give me the whole fine-tuned deal. Well, so I, I was using two, two baits. They're both fighting frog. One was the four inch, and uh, and one was the five inch. And on the four inch, that was my main setup. That's what I normally use. Uh, it's a seven forty-four Dobbins Champion Extreme. Um, it's a you know, I, I use a lot limber rod than, than most people do bed fishing, but uh, for two reasons. One is whenever I'm 
actually beating the butt of, butt of my rod. Right. If the tip of the rod can go, you know, has, you know, a little play in it, I don't have to beat it as hard for it to do the same amount of, of work. Right. And whenever, uh, you know, I, whenever you set the hook on one and it comes up jumping, I used to use, you know, like a, a flipping stick and it had no, no tip to it to, to keep the, the ones that aren't hooked the best hooked. But I had that and a 22-pound Sunline shooter. And on that one, I used a peg quarter-ounce weight. Okay. And, uh, you know, the four-aught Tamagotsu hook. On the five-inch, I was using a, uh, a 754 Dobbins XT, a 22-pound shooter, and a, uh, a three-eighth-ounce peg tungsten. Okay. Uh, just to, I would say size-to-weight ratio, it's about the same. You know, that 5-inch has a lot more plastic, a lot bigger than 4-inch. So it, it's still, like, not a not a crazy heavy weight. But in that one, I had a 5-alt, the new G-Power Gamagatsu flipping hook on there. And that was, I mean, it's just meat and potatoes fishing, you know. You just keep the same rod in your hand and cover water until you you find one that was that was locked down and didn't get to work. Did you did you lose any last week? Uh, I I did lose one um, on day two. I lost a uh, seven and a half pounder, but and I I didn't I didn't hook her good. I I threw away. I had actually marked the bed. I spent some time on her and I caught the mail. And threw the mail back, and uh, I had about five minutes before I had to leave, and we eased over there, and I made a long cast, and uh, she bit, and she already had me in the pads, and I set the hook, and I I, I had her for you know just a, a second or two, and she come off, and uh, I, I I was planning on starting on her the next morning because I knew I could catch her, but that was when we had the off day and all that and I whenever I came back she her and the male were gone hmm. but that's that's pretty much it I lost one little male on the final day a three pounder but besides that every everything we swung the bat on ended up in the boat and that's what has to happen for one of those weeks to go like it did okay all right David do you guys want to go back to that um, that rod shaking deal? So I know that you mentioned about using 22-pound line, but you mentioned that moving or having the bait quiver as much without moving the lure. How much does line diameter play into that um, presentation? I, I don't think the, the line diameter has much to do with it. Um, I, I, my theory is, the biggest line you can get away with and, and be, you know, efficient with is what I use. I'd love to use 25, but 25 is a little bit harder whenever you're making so many, like, quick little flips um, that it, it, you know, it gets a little loose. But, I mean, and I do use 25 sometimes whenever, you know, if there's especially around, like, uh, I don't know what y'all call it, bank grass or hay grass right? or gator grass. It's a lot 
lot stronger than say a lily pad. Um, I'll use that 25 with the same same everything. Um, but the 22 is just like a just like a happy place. You know, it's a little bit bigger than 20, just because, and but smaller than than 25. And and I mean that that stuff's way better than. Two fish last week, and I had another six pounder. He was going to drive from Florida to South Carolina and slap me in the face. <laughs> but you know, it's stuff's a lot stronger than than in, you know back in the day. Sure, it's pretty much like goat rope. So, but still, you don't swing six pounders in tournaments. No, no, you don't. That's uh, that's for sure. So, finally got uh, the deal done. One hundred five five Century Belt and the Blue Trophy. I know that's a big uh, a big weight lifted off your shoulders, isn't it? Oh, it is. You know, uh, uh, I've been close many times. I would say like four different times. I've been, you know, one bite. Or uh, shouldn't have done that on day one type type deal, and then very close to come up short. And for it to all come together, it's it's very hard to do. And just to, to finally get it, I it's, it's crazy the the feeling, you know, being able to hold that thing up and for it to to finally happen. There's just so much blood, sweat, and tears that have gone into it. It's, it's an amazing feeling. I wish every bass angler could, could feel one day to have that, just everything come together full circle and, and it all work out. And, uh, it, it, was, it was amazing. And to do it the way I did it, you know, the way I love the fish and to win it wire to wire and to, you know, make our kids century belt and, and all that, it's just, is icing on the cake and you know for it to be close enough to my house where a lot of my friends and family came up to be able to see it happen was even more special sure sure david Drew, so what so you went rookie of the year 2019 and then basically since then like you've had a pretty good year uh, every year in aoy so like what i think the worst year was the 18th in 2020 I believe, but right now you're sitting in fifth. What is it about Drew Cook that you're doing so well every year in the uh, in this whole AOI race? I've just always prided myself and tried as, to be as consistent as possible. Um, you know, that my rookie year going into the final four days of fishing, I had a 33-point lead in anger of the year. Yeah. And – and, and it, you know, didn't work out. It, it, I had one bad day. I mean, one bad day and and, and fell to seven or whatever. But, you know, I I feel like the the more consistent you are, the the more, you know, you're, you're credible. And, and, you know, obviously the more, you know, your sponsors, you know, pay and, you know, I want to make that classic every year. I want to make it, you know, as like a shoe win. I want to, every time that they're, they're talking, 
about you know AOI. I want them to mention my name. I want to I want to be up there. I want to be close in contention. And you know I I want to win AOI. Like that's that's been my you know a goal since I since I got here was to win Angler of the Year and it's eluded me for for three years, but we ain't been far from it yet. You know, there's there's one of those things that I mean, I I believe that the AOI is the hardest thing in bass absolutely because it's not three days it's not four days it is the whole year it's right. nine tournaments you have to be the best person for nine tournaments and that's you can't have bad days and if you do have bad days you have to you have to make them not so bad and you know like this year the prime example the first tournament of the year at the St. John's I, day one was absolutely terrible. I was in 84th place. And you cannot win a year. Right. You know, day two, you know, to be able to get a really big bag and, and to fight all the way into the ninth place, you know, make a cut from 84th, that saved my whole year. Uh, not much just the tournament, that saved my whole year. Any shot that it, and I had a tail still as you know, making a class still, you know, easier to, to do than if you had a, a 80th place finish. And whenever you have, if you have one of those really bad finishes, like it doesn't, for a lot of people, it doesn't end at that tournament. Right. You know, it's all about momentum, good and bad. And, you know, if you take a, the 80th place finish to the next week, then you're, you know, you got a, another one and now you're really at the hole. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, 45th at Harris Chain, ninth at St. John's and the first at Santee, got your fifth in angle AOI right now. Dude, that's, that's a good comeback. And that's a great place to start. Great way to kick off your season. It was, it was, it was a, that, that was definitely the best comeback that I've ever had, and and the best save that I've ever I've ever been a part of. <laughs> how does uh, how do you feel about Chickamauga next week? I feel good. Uh, you know, there's uh, probably going to be a bad week to be a fighting frog again. I was going to say uh, there's going to be some fish uh, spawning. I really think that it's going to be a great tournament because. You know, there's there's going to be fish doing whatever you want. You know, you could catch them cranking. You could probably catch them throwing swim bait, catching sight fishing, swim jigging, frog. You know, I, I think it's really going to be a, a, a good event. This little cool snap that we've had, you know, this week. Uh, you know, it's going to warm up the end of this week, going into next week, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm ready to put the trolling motor down and and go find some more dead. Uh, I don't. The only thing that that's going to be a little different at Chickamauga is the, the water level. Um, you know, if they they start filling it up, you know, it's going to make the sight fishing uh, a lot harder. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> we know that you are. We know that you are. Well, but I know we talked to you back when you were a rookie. And you're excited to get out there on the trail. Now you're a uh, a seasoned vet with a with a blue trophy. 
I know you're ready to get another one of those here pretty quick as well. And uh, we're we're just crazy excited for you and really proud of you on your win. That's pretty awesome. I appreciate it. And, and it is, you know, it, it makes you want another one even more. It's, <laughs> it, it's, a, it's an awesome feeling. Now I want, I want another one. Got it. Need them bookends, don't you? Need need a few more to go in there. I got you. So, well, brother, good luck at Cherokee this week. Uh, be safe up there, and then good luck at Chickamauga. And I have a feeling we're going to be talking to you again here real soon. Thank you. I appreciate it, and I, I hope you're right because that's always a good thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, buddy. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. All right, y'all be good. See you, Drew. Well, but there he is, Drew Cook, your uh, Santee Cooper champ, and um, you know. It, the, the, as fine-tuned as he's got that that um, sight fishing deal in, but then you brought up Angler of the Year and his mm-hmm. last few years on Angler of the Year. You know, well, really his his career at Angler of the Year. I mean, he's a very versatile guy. He can do a lot of different stuff other than just sight fishing. I think that's obviously his main player, but he can do a lot of different things, can he? Yeah, I mean, like I kind of mentioned, like what – his worst AOI finish was 18th and he's still a pretty young guy. So, you know, like we hear about like, you know, what was it like Dustin Connell, some of these other guys, but you know, he's still a pretty young guy, still fairly young into his career. And he's accomplished a lot. He's a big player, you know, a big threat. Pretty much most anywhere he goes and every year for AOI so far. Right. Right. It, um, it's, you know, it, the, the whole rod tapping the rod, butt deal, you know, we heard Zona talk about it. And then, you know, when he starts doing that deal, I, you watch him on live and dude, just patient, just patient, sitting there watching the stand up on, on top of his trolling motor, got his foot in his graph, you know, like a lot of guys just sitting there watching that thing. And, um, I think, you know, I'm sorry, but if my fat butt pulls up to a stump and it's got a five pound male and four more between seven and nine, I ain't leaving. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm there, right? I'm in for the long haul, and I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna wait, and I'm gonna lose the Derby. Is what's gonna happen? But um, just, just an incredible deal. So, meat and taters fishing. I like it. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> meat and taters fishing. Take a quick little break. We come back. Dave and I will jump into some you pickums, which I have a story about, and it's. It, it, it's yes, I know. I have a story <laughs> about, and uh, then we'll see some, some some news and notes to get you guys back on the water right here on the Angler's Channel. I feel like IsoChill definitely allows me to stay on the water longer. When you talk about 14 hour days of practice on the water, that's a long time. And most people are gonna come up with an excuse to get off. And I don't feel like I get that same fatigue and a lot of that benefit comes from what I'm wearing. Sun protection, breathability, comfort, IsoChill, honestly, it just helps me be more competitive and stay on the water longer. Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop, convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations. 
whether day or night. I love to tie one on. Every day of the week, I like to tie one on. I don't care who's looking, I always tie one on. Every time I go on the water, I love to tie one on. You may not know this about me, but every once in a while, I've been known to tie one on. Come on, man. Join the Stray King team. All you got to do, tie one on. <laughs> I think I always tie one on. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Uh, jump into some Sportsman's Warehouse Bass Wrap-Up brought to you by Under Armour Apparel, makers of ISO Chill. And a bunch of other cool looking stuff. David, stay cool and comfortable on the um, stay cool and comfortable and on the water longer this summer with Under Armour Ice, which you'll learn more at uafish.com or check out our friends at sportsmans.com. Also, before I forget, fish with thrift sweepstakes, right? You want to fish with thrifty, a four-day fishing trip, plus a bunch of gear, prizes, and all kinds of good stuff. Go to anglerschannel.com, go to the top of the page under contest, click on fish with thrift sweepstakes. You can click on it there. You can log in there. You can sign up there. This is put on by our friend at Sportsman's Warehouse, and uh, you also go to sportsman's.com and sign up. But go to anglerschannel.com, click on contest. It's the first link. You've got till Thursday, I believe, the 30th, Thursday to get signed up for this one. And uh, then they'll draw a winner. So make sure you get that done quickly, right? The fish with thrift sweepstakes, uh, you don't want to miss out on that. That's going to be a really, really good time. And I imagine we'll be there filming it as well again. So it'll be an even more fun time. So make sure you uh, you get that that figured out. All right, David, I- I've got some news. Okay. It ain't good news. <clears throat> okay. Good news for everybody or good news for me? Or it what? ain't good news for anybody. Okay. <laughs> if you've been to the anglerschannel.com website lately and you've been over to the You Pick 'em page, you have seen that I have put in there a score tracker or a score later board, whatever you want to call it. I just said score tracker because it sounds funny. But I put in a little, a little score tracker deal there and you can kind of see what's going on. Let me go to it real quick. And so we know for the month of March, right? We were going to do a, um, not that one, where'd it go? We were going to do this one. We were going to do a pair of Costa sunglasses. And okay. so uh, we're going to do that, and that's going to be a big deal. Brandon Black, Al Perry, Scott Bazette, Ted Floyd, currently leading in that deal, right? And then you've got Ricky Brewer, James Rice, James Boyd, Hunter Farish, Rick Hensley, Stanley Carper. we got a bunch of guys in the twos including our own David Jong, um, all the way down to myself and Michelle who have one apiece further further down. So we got a, a bunch of people in there. Well, I did not realize this until Thursday when the whole deal goes out for the new, for the newsletter, right, and the, the upcoming weeks you pick them, which kicks into April, right? April is going to be a nice little unarmored fish swag pack and get you outfitted for spring and summer fishing, right? And get you squirt away. Got some cool stuff coming for that. But you sent me a text that, hey, CB, I can't enter the you pickups. There's an issue, right? And you sent me a, a message from another reader, listener, follower that couldn't get, couldn't get in, sent you a message. And I had other emails as well. So I, you know, dig into the back end. I call our, our, uh, our IT guys Hey, we got an issue. 
excuse me, <clears throat> we got an issue. And uh, lo and behold, they found it. Had a little bug. Had a little issue going on there. So of the thousands upon thousands of people that play this game every week, and I'm very serious, of the thousands that play this game every week, last week, which is the results you're fixing to read, last week only saw about 150 people to sign up. Okay. Which was not near what it needed to be, right? There was an issue somewhere. There was a bug. There was something on the back end that malfunctioned, and not everybody's picks got put in. So, with that being said, <laughs> we're going to combine March and April. Only fair way I know to do it. We're going to combine okay. March and April, right? So, everybody's points will continue to roll over. So, Brandon, Al, Scott, Ted, the four of those guys who are leading with four points apiece right now, right, are going to roll over, and they will uh, will continue to accrue points in April. So you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance. You can win. We're not going to award any points for this week because I don't have everybody's entries. I mean, I can see where we had entries try to come in, but they didn't. I, they, they didn't fill out, right? So, I mean, I don't even have my entries didn't come in. I don't think yours did either. So okay. something malfunctioned there on the back end. So I apologize. It wasn't on purpose. It was an issue. It's fixed. It's handled. We're good to go. Going forward, we're we're solid. All right. But go ahead and run through some some uh, results here, bud, from this past weekend, and then we'll we'll move forward with that. So I apologize. It's not on me. It's just one of those things. But it's fixed going forward. All right, so I guess we'll go through these rather quick. So I know I can't remember what heck, what my answers were either. So, um, but this first one was the what the striking Bassmaster College event on Lake Norman. Yep. And and I don't know if I got the name of the college right here, but the team of Avery Hammock and Garrett Smith from is it Erskine or Erskine? Erskine, Erskine yeah. Erskine College. They caught thirty-one pounds to take the win there. Okay, thirty-one pounds for the win. We don't have our points. Speaking of which. Speaking of which, let me back that, that train up just a second as mm-hmm. well. Um, I need to find – I'm trying to find my sheet where they had on it. I know you and I are tied at seven points apiece. <laughs> okay. Okay. You and I are tied at seven. Maybe my book right here. Let me see real quick. You and I are tied at seven. I want to say KG is in there at a smooth three. Oh, he is. KG's got three. <laughs> Michelle has two. But you and I are tied for the lead at seven. Right now. So okay. our points will continue to roll over, so you can continue to keep – well, you didn't bring the trophy back. So, it, well, KG's got the new one. That's right. So KG will keep the new one for now. Um, but seven apiece for me and you, and then three and two for KG and Michelle. All right. So College on Norman, 31 pounds for the win there. That was good because I was probably over a pretty good amount on mine. So that'll work. What about Angler's Quest on Rayburn? So the team that won that one half of one team was no surprise, but that was on Rayburn. That was a team event. The winning weight was 23-29 with a 694 big bass, but the team of Jason Bonds and Derek Mr. Rayburn Mundy. Derek Money. Money Mundy. I saw where he jumped in a little derby, he said on social media. He jumped in <laughs> and, and grabbed the win. So um, that's a big one there for him. So, all right. How about the Carolina Bass Challenge on High Rock? 
Yep. So the team of Dusty Taylor and Marty Williams, they won with a weight of 23.45. Okay. I like it. And Georgia Bass Trail on Eufaula. That's you like Eufaula. Excuse me. <laughs> so the team that won there, I, I don't have last names. So I, I apologize if these are first. I mean, they might be actually first things, but the team of Ryan and Rodney caught 15.24 to take the win on Eufaula. I think those are. Um... How much? For, how much? Fifteen twenty-four. Oh, so fifteen wow. pounds, almost fifteen and a quarter pounds. Okay. Fifteen point two four. All right, and then uh, Wild West on San Vicente. The team of Tony Lane and Ricky Shabazz caught seventeen fourteen for the win. Okay, very good. And what was the big bass on Gunnersville? I was a bit surprised. Not totally surprised, but I was a bit surprised by this, but. Uh, Patrick Anderson won that event with a 10.67. A 10? I said it'd be over 10. Did I not? Did I? I think you did. I I, I thought it was going to be maybe like, a, like an 8 or a 9. But, Let me yeah. look back. I want to say I said it was going to be over 10, but uh, I couldn't remember. Um, let's see. I thought I said it would be over 10. I, I think you and KG both said it's going to be under, but uh, that's okay. No points are awarded. So <laughs> all will be, uh, all will be fine. So, all right. So coming up this week, um, you can sign up for it. You can get involved. We will, everything's fixed. We will have points next week. The Toyota event on Dale hollow. All right. It's a three day deal, pounds and ounces. Now the question for you, David, Okay. Between you and I, all right, mm-hmm. let's say we're going to call, call a little pseudo tiebreaker. Will KG have more weight on day two than he did on day one? What's going to be his heavier, heavier weighted day, day one or two? I know when I texted him earlier over the weekend or something like that, he was worried about the, I don't know if there's rain coming in the next day or two there. So I'm assuming that it'll be better on day one versus day two in the case of it's cold rain and it ends up making day two worse or even if it comes on Thursday. So I think day one will, so day two, he'll weigh less on day two. So you're saying day, one. day one's his heavy day. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. I'm, I'm going to say the same. I'll go day one, his heavy day as well. So I, w- I would like to say day two, but we all know his history. So I'm going to say uh, day one's going <laughs> to be not saying anything. <laughs> I know you're not. I just, we know his history. And I'm pulling for you, KG. I'm in your corner, brother. I really am. I promise. Although it doesn't sound like it. So, all right. Uh, the Open on Cherokee, who we know Drew's at. Uh, Drew Cook, we just talked to. We know Drew's there. And then uh, a number of other Elite Series pros are there. I know Polonix there and a few others. So they open on Cherokee. Bass Champs on Cedar Creek. That's going to be a good one. The BFL Ozark on Table Rock. That's coming up as well. And then the Big Bass Tour on Lake Eufaula. Will that be a over 10 or not, David? Are you over or under on, on 10? Under. DX under. is under. I'm going to say over. I'm going to say it's going to be an over 10 on that one. So it should be getting just about right down there. So I'm going to say an over 10 on that one. So there's your you pick for the week. Get those those put in. Get those done. And uh, make sure you get signed up. KG, I'm talking to you if you're listening. (laughs) Get those signed in. You've got until tonight, March the 30th, midnight tonight, March 30th, to get those put in. 
and get those done. So uh, let's jump into a few news and notes real quick. Brought to you by our friends at Humberbird Electronics, Men Coated Trolling Motors, Talon, and Raptor Shallow Water Anchors. More technology, more control, more fish. Hashtag One Boat Network. Big shout out to our guy, Mr. Luke Loverick, our uh, our Humberbird Men Coated guy. Um, baby coming on the way. It's the year of the baby, September of this year. So congratulations to him and his wife. Excited for them. So I saw she was holding a picture. She was holding an avocado the other day next to her belly. So the baby is the size of an avocado right now. So um, I actually had some guacamole this past weekend. That make that makes no <laughs> sense at all why I said that, but I did. But there you go. So and a big congratulations to our buddy Lee Livesey. He and his wife, Taryn, uh, baby Lane Bailey Livesey, born on the 28th on Monday of this week. Six pounds, one ounce. Not his biggest catch ever, but his best catch ever, I would have to say. So um, that's a good one there. Congratulations to those guys. Got a lot of babies due coming up here shortly. And, of course, Ronnie Moore. Follow Ronnie Moore. All your seniors, baby picks. Marlowe is everywhere. <laughs> it's all you see is baby picks from uh, from Ronnie and Sarah Moore. So, which, you know, rightly so, you know. Because right now, mine are 13 and or 14 and 17, and they're assholes, and I don't want to show picks of any of either of them. <laughs> not my daughter. She's she's still good. My son, eh, yeah, not so good. All right, uh, Big Bass Tour headed to Lake Eufaula. We talked about that a minute ago. That's going to be a really, really big tournament. If you're thinking about fishing one of these events, you need to check them out. Lake Eufaula would be a great place to jump into one of these. The Berkeley Lake Breakdown for, for uh, Lake Eufaula is up on the website right now. Yes, sir, David. Just curious, because I know during our I'm sorry <laughs> during okay. our Christmas giveaway, we gave away a uh, we did entry. Did you know if 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 the people who want to have redeemed it if they're fished if they have fished uh I, any of the i was just thinking about that and i don't know i have not heard okay. i have not heard i'm not sure i'm okay. trying to think where they were from um i have to go back and look and see but I, I'll, I'll have to text uh mj and see if he's if he knows if they signed up or not okay and uh and which one they're doing but that's that's going to be a big one there um if if that's going to be a great one to fish that one and then coming up in gunnersville in the fall will be even will be a great one as well so make sure you do that also up on the site today or yesterday rather uh costa comes out with two new pro series sunglasses the tuna alleys and the reefton's are both in the pro mm -hmm. series which are great i have a pair of tuna alleys that have the readers in the bottom of them and my <laughs> wife my wife rather than put them on the other day because I was reading a book on the ship, on the on the Lido deck, right? I was reading a book in between my naps. I didn't read a lot of the book, but I was reading the book. <clears throat> my wife looked at me, and she goes, where are your glasses? I said, I don't need glasses. She's like, come on. Because here's the funny thing, right? She wears readers. She She's blind as a bat up close, which I'm thankful for because if she knew what I looked like, we'd be divorced. She'd leave me, right, because I'm ugly as sin. But um, – no, so apparently the first day of the cruise, right? So, well, you know, I, I talk about this all the time. We always go on a seven-day. We went on this short little getaway because Carnival gave us a really smoking deal on this on this deal. On a ship that's getting ready to get this. We went on Mobile. This ship is getting ready to be scrapped, right? Okay. They're going to send it to the scrapyard in October. I thought, well, let's get a few more trips out of it before we go, right? So we're <laughs> expecting the worst out of this deal. This is only the fourth time this boat's been out in two years. 
So we're like, eh, this might suck, right? It might very well suck. It didn't. It was probably the best cruise we'd ever, best cruise we'd ever had. The food was phenomenal. Service was great. And it was it was great. If you want to go on a cruise, Carnival Ecstasy out of Mobile, not a sponsor, not a plug. Well, it's a plug, but, I mean, you go do it. So, anyway, <laughs> so I'm, I'm reading a book, right? I'm sitting there reading a book, and she's like, where are your where are your readers? Don't you have your readers on? I said, I don't need them. She goes, why? I said, my girl Hannah hooked me up at Costa. Check these out. Pulled them off. They've got the readers in the bottom of them, right? So I can look down. I can read. I can look up. Like people watch. Can't see my eyes. I'm watching everybody, seeing what's going on, looking at all the freaks. Really, 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 really weird freak show. Uh, saw one lady had a Bucky swimsuit, a one-piece Bucky swimsuit. That was impressive. It was impressive. Uh, but anyway, the readers in the bottom, very cool deal. She, my wife, right, they called for a dance party on Lido deck midway through the day on Friday. She gets excited, her and her friend Shannon, jumps up, takes off running, and what does she do? She breaks the one pair of glasses she has on the boat with her. Not sunglasses, her readers, right? She's got a really nice pair of coasters. Her readers, she breaks them, breaks both arms off of them. Somehow or another, she brought pink duct tape with her. So she walked around the rest of the weekend with a pink duct taped <laughs> pair of glasses. It was, it was the funniest thing. Sorry. it's a, Yeah, I was a little off, off base there. But anyway, check out the new coasters, Tuna Alley Pro and Reefton Pro. Uh, got some cool stuff there. And then uh, I have not heard, but they gave away like, what, $7,000? For the Coast to Compete and Conserve at the Red Crest? I believe so. I I'm forget not sure how much who won that one. So, but, but Bobby uh, Lane was them. So, well, well he, that, that'd be the way to do it right there. So, uh, cool deal for them. Uh, we got the new Relyon Insight Lithium Marine batteries coming. I know uh, KG's excited about those. I am too. But uh, the Insight Lithium, that's a very, very cool deal. From Reliant, talked to them them last week. They were very excited about that battery, and uh, I'm excited to learn more about it. So make sure you check that out. Don't forget to use code Anglers Channel to get some money off and free shipping on your order at ReliantBattery.com. All right, uh, let's see a couple more news and notes here. Uh, our friends at Fully Loaded introduced the new four milligram nicotine pouch, the white pouches in cinnamon. Got a little cinnamon flavor going on. I ain't got none yet, but I like me some cinnamon. So the Fully Loaded introduces that. Make sure you check that out. Four milligram nicotine pouch in cinnamon flavor. Hashtag save a lip, David. Don't go out there, you know, tobacco-free chew. Don't don't put yourself in harm's way. Work yourself out of that, that addiction there. And then, of course, <coughs> excuse me, still getting over uh, the cold. Um, it was not COVID. I tested negative twice last week, as a matter of fact. Um, <clears throat> Vicious, the Braid DeFloro Easy Leader Pro Series kit is now available at your local Walmart, Sportsman's Warehouse, and, of course, online at GetVicious.com. I'm going to do a video on this deal here coming up, but it's basically a kit that comes with Braid and Fluoro, right? A Fluoro Leader and Braid Mainline all in one box and the little Pro Series tie. So you got to tie two knots, not together, right? Not the FG or the whatever they call that crazy knot thing. I've tied it once in my career because I just can't do it and I don't have the time. But um, anyway, it comes with a little deal. You tie basically a knot on one end like a Palomar on one end and a Palomar on the other. And it comes with detailed instructions on nine yards. But it's basically a little deal to connect the two. 
and it's pretty badass. So very excited about that. Check that out, getvicious.com. We'll have a video up on that soon uh, at Angler's Channel, but uh, a neat, neat little deal uh, going on there. So um, check those guys out, getvicious.com. Of course, uh, Dometic, uh, my cooler, still blowing coal, still doing great down there. Uh, I had my little, um, my Dometic tumbler on the boat, poured my Amaretta Sours and my margaritas in them. Uh, what else? I had some screwdrivers. Hey, I even played blackjack. I, I ventured out and played blackjack. All right. I lost a little bit of money. And on the last night, the last night I went back down there and I played again and I got down. Like I was down a pretty good amount. Got down. Then I stormed my way back, came back, broke even. <clears throat> it made me $6. Look out. Made me $6. So cashed out, got my 60 bucks back. And then we were walking out of the casino, and my wife says, well, what's this game? It's roulette. And I said, I don't know how to play that. And my buddy's like, I don't either. Well, he said, I kind of do. So we, we, we looked at it for a minute. So uh, my wife said, give me money. So I gave her 20 bucks. She played a hand <laughs> or played a spin. She won $31. So she won $11. So grand total, we're up like 17 bucks on this trip. <laughs> and we walked away happy we're done we're out like that, that that's 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 the extent of our gambling we're done so we won eleven dollars lost i think 67 in the process but it's okay we had we had a good time had a real good time so what what did i miss david what what am i missing from uh from from this week's uh news and notes um i guess the if you're in the springfield missouri area the world's fishing fair oh yeah the last one that took place was what 30 some odd years ago or something like that. That's taking place over the next couple of days. Um, other than that, I think it's been a somewhat quiet week besides Red Crest. Red Crest, uh, you know, I, I'm excited that Red Crest had the, um, had the, I, I, well, let me back that up. I still want to know. 901 493 That's the Exxon hotline brought to you by Trekstep. I still want to hear from you guys. I still want to know how is the crowd? How was the how was the fan zones? How was all the stuff? I, I did see, like I said, I saw the fly through of the expo. It looked very classic ish. Uh, it looked good. I, I did like the fact I saw photos that I guess they brought Bobby back to the arena or back to Tulsa. They did a, a trophy presentation there. It wasn't on a semi flatbed in a parking lot. It was actually in in the deal there. A big to do. I know um, they had. I guess live was there for the last two days or whatever uh, from the expo center or whatever it was. So it looked like a lot was going on and a lot was happening, which is great. So, but I still want to know nine zero one four nine three zero four three seven Exxon Hotline brought to you by Trickstep. I still want to know how was the crowd, how was the excitement. If you went to the classic and you went to Red Crest, hit me up. Let me know. We might want to get you on the show. I might want to compare the two. I might want to know more about what I didn't get a chance to go to because I was too busy turning my wife in a bikini on a cruise ship. So I want to know. Inquiring minds want to know. CB wants to know. DX wants to know. KG, I don't think cares, but he'll want to know anyway, right? So, but uh, 901-493-0437, on Hotline, brought to you by Trickstep. I got to know. Let me know. If you went, got to know. If you went to both of them, I really want to know. So, um, all right, cool. Uh, that sounds good. What's coming up next week? Um, I don't know yet. We got the opens going on. We got the Toyota series going on. We got a lot happening. 
Got a lot going on. We'll, we'll come up with something. We'll figure out somebody to have on here. KG should be back next week. Uh, we're going to be getting ready for another ABT event, another ABT Live going to happen coming up on April the 9th. <laughs> so uh, getting dialed in for that one. Got the white whale up and humming and got her uh, ready to roll. Had to have anybody hit me. Inquiring minds want to know, because the last time you were on a cruise, I believe, and uh, maybe the only inquiring mind is me, but you talked about massages the last time, I believe. Ooh. I just want to know how many massages you signed up for this time. <laughs> one. Signed okay. up for one, got one. And um, so if you've listened to this show long enough, and you know my, <laughs> my wife and I do a seven-day every year in October for our anniversary, um, because this ship's going out, it's in Mobile, it's in our home state, they made my wife, send my wife an email, killer deal. Right, killer deal to go. We don't normally do a four day, or even in the middle of fishing season. But we had a long weekend. Um, we took it. We ran. <clears throat> right. So normally we don't get off the boat. If we do get off the boat at a port, we get off. We walk around. We shop. We get back on the boat. Right. Because the drinks are free. The food's free on the boat because we've already paid for it. Right. So we don't get into the excursions. I don't want to snorkel. I don't want to swim with sharks. I don't want to pet the dolphins. I don't want to ride the four-wheelers. I don't care, right? I'm there for a couple of reasons. One being I'm with my wife, you know, solid for a a number of days. The phone doesn't work. I I don't want it to work. And I don't have to think about anything. I know where I'm going to eat. I know what I'm going to drink. And I know what I'm going to do during the day. I want to get up. I'm going to go. I'm going to walk. I want to go to breakfast. I'm going to go lay in the sun. I'm going to take me a bunch of naps. Right. I'm going to go back to the room, shower, take me another nap, and then I'm going to dinner. Right. And then this year we did a little gambling. So we had some friends go with us, and we decided uh, when we got to Cozumel, we decided, hey, let's let's book a beach club. Right. And they've got a number of beach clubs on the beach down there. My wife found one that wasn't you know, like Mr. Sancho's, like a party deal. We're not, we're not partiers. We're not going to do that. We want to get the sun, sit in the hot tub, drink the drinks, eat the food, just chill, right? That's what we're going to do. So um, we, uh, she found a place called Nachicoco, Nachicoco, I don't know, anyway, Nachi something. And so she signed us up for that, got us into that. It was very nice, uh, very quiet, only probably about, 30 people there, had a pool, it was a little chilly, had a hot tub. It wasn't hot, but it was warm. But then they had massages on the beach. <laughs> My wife's like, we need one of those. I'm like, sign us up, right? Sign us up. So we did. We got couples massage on the beach in a little, in a little hut thing. And um, it was nice. So only one massage this trip. Last trip I did two. This massage <laughs> I did one. Uh, and it was, it was very, very nice. So I am signed up for another massage come October, right? Maybe two or three. I don't know. That was a long, that was a seven day trip, but the massage didn't suck. I'll put it to you that way. Don't ask about happy endings. It wasn't one of them massages. (laughs) It was just a nice, but she, she worked out a lot of knots in my shoulders and back and a lot of, a lot of live stress is what she, what she worked out (laughs) on me right there. So. But yeah, that's there's your inquiring minds want to know right there. That's what we can, that's what we did. So, but I got a question for you. Okay. Final four coming up this weekend. You got Duke, UNC. You got Villanova in Kansas. Did you do a bracket? First of all, no, no, I didn't either. But if I had, it'd been busted like everybody else's. <laughs> but coming down the end, I was pulling for St. Pete's. 
but they got beat by UNC. I saw a cool video today how they how they make the floor for the basket for the for the final four deal. That's a really neat deal. Uh, I don't know where that came from, but anyway, who you got this weekend? Duke UNC. Who you got winning that one? Coach K keeps it up. He's going to go out on top. I pulled it for Coach K in this one too. I, I you know, Caden played against a kid who is actually on the North Carolina team. He, oh, wow. he plays for UNC. I don't know if he, he didn't. He didn't start. He's a freshman there, but he plays for UNC. But I don't care. I don't like the kid anyway. I want to see Duke win. All right. I want to see Duke go. Villanova, Kansas. Who you got in that one? I think Kansas is going to take it. Yeah, probably so. It's going to come on the wire. Are you pulling for Duke in the end? Yeah, I mean, just because you know, I, I'm like it's like I always say, like, I'm, I'm probably the least connected. To, collegiate uh, sports on this team, all the other three or four of us here. But um, no, I would just like to see Coach Kame. He's done a lot. He's accomplished a lot. But to see him go out on top and and, and right off into the sunset with a how, national championship. How freaking rad would that be? Yeah. How freaking rad. I wonder if I can, I wonder if I can get Coach K on this show. <laughs> see if he fishes. <laughs> I, I can make that happen. I, 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 you know what? I'm, I might know. I, I might, I'm, I'm going to pull. I, I'm going to have to pull a few strings. See what I can do. So I can find out. <laughs> if I can't get him on the show. Like sometime. I don't know. We'll see. But he's a busy man, obviously. So pulling for Duke this weekend. Hope you are too. Let us know who you're pulling for. 901-493-0437. Xone hotline brought to you by Trickstep. Did you learn anything this week, David? Uh, I guess it was. So I guess this is where I get on my little tiny podium in a way. But so the last few years, because this didn't take place uh, the last few years, like, except for the first year that they did it. But um, the thing that I kind of learned or kind of got reiterated or reminded, I got reminded of uh, during this past couple of days was nothing against the guy, but I just don't like hearing Lurch scream when he's doing his announcing. It's it's not that he's a bad announcer. I think he's got some good, way better vocal talent than I do. But when he starts trying to scream to kind of get the, the crowd hyped up, it, it, it just goes into a spot where at least for me audibly, it's just not very pleasant. Hey, yeah. I'm 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 down with that. So I, I I've not I've not heard it, but I'm I'm seeing text messages from a group <laughs> where y'all are talking about it and it, it's obviously not a uh, not a good thing. So um <clears throat> for me this week, I was just reaffirmation that uh men and women Boys and girls, spandex is a privilege. It is not a right. If you don't own a mirror, find a mirror. Take a look at yourself before you leave the house or your cruise cabin. Just FYI. That's all I got to say. People watching was on fleek this week. That's all I can say. It was on point. And, um, yeah, just, <clears throat> yeah. It's bad. It was really bad. So with that, folks, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for checking out this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. As always, if you would, subscribe, rate, and review the show in your favorite podcast app. I also ask you, if you like the show, go ahead and share it with Mom and M. Feel free to chime in, like I said, 14 times already via the X-Zone hotline brought to you by Trickstep, 901-493-0437. Let us know your thoughts. Let me know if you went to Red Crest. Let me know if you went – let me know who you're pulling for in the final four. Let me know who you got. Um, with that said, on behalf of our guest tonight, your Santee Cooper champ, Mr. Drew Cook. 
for the Angus Channel Circus. I'm Chris Brown. Guys, have a great weekend. Weekend, as always, God bless good fishing. Put that BFD on. Buckle that sucker up tight. Make sure that kill switch is hooked up. We'll see you next week. David? Don't take it personal. And there it is. Good luck, KG. We love you, buddy. Thanks for listening to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Brought to you by Under Armour Fish, Costa Sunglasses, Pro Charging Systems, X-Zone Lures, and Trick Step. Visit anglerschannel.com, your number one bass fishing tournament resource.